Welcome to Healthy by Association, the podcast. Our topic today is everyday mindfulness, and my name is Aaron Wallowick. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Angela Pelk. Welcome, Angela. How are you today? I'm great, Aaron. Thank you. Hope everyone's listening well out there. Yeah, absolutely. We want to take a, an opportunity at the top of the podcast today to remind everyone that the Healthy by Association Facebook community has been reorganized a little bit in 2019. That is every month now, uh, we have a topic area that we like to focus on. And in January of 2019, our topic area is New Year, New You. And so we wanted to spend just a couple of moments chatting about that so you had an idea of um, what that means and what to expect. Um, Angela, I'm going to start and then I, I would love for you to chime in. You know, when we talk about this topic of New Year, New You, we didn't want to give the impression that um, you know 2019 and January 1st means that everything that you've already done or that you usually do, um, you stop doing or you do over or do completely new. That's not that's not what we mean by this topic at all. If anything, I would say that our, our idea around New Year, New You um, is really around this topic of mindfulness and kind of setting some mindful intentions, not only for the month of January, but for the year ahead. I, I don't know about all of you, but this is that time of year when you go to the gym and you have to sort of elbow your way into a machine or a treadmill because it seems like everyone has the same idea of losing a few pounds, whether it's holiday weight or 2018 weight um, or whatever it is. But this idea of, you know, kind of starting fresh, starting new um, and just setting some really thoughtful uh, intentions for the year ahead. If anyone is watching, I'm completely obsessed with um, tidying up on Netflix. Marie Kondo um, is teaching us all how to tidy our homes and our spaces, which also really feels like kind of a new year, new year topic around intention and mindfulness and, and really um, being clear and thoughtful of the things in your home and in your space that kind of spark joy for you. Um, and I think that is sort of the essence of what we mean by this topic. What would you add to that, Angela? Well, I think, you know, as we do, you know, we come to December and we're like, what have I done with my year? And, you know, we reflect at the end of December and then January 1st, we tend to have this free, you know, this clean slate, right? So we're like, ah, oh, the whole year is ahead of us. What do I want to make of it? And so, you know, as we did in December go, what did I even do with it? You know, we have that sort of renewed um, feeling maybe in January, which is why people say, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year and I'm going to, you know, overhaul my nutrition and I'm going to clean my house and I'm going to whatever, I'm going to get a new job. I'm going to be a new person. Well, you can't expect that to be instantaneous on January 1st. You're the same person you were on December 31st, but maybe that like that refresh, that renewed thing. You've got a clean slate, a 365 days of a clean slate ahead of you. And I think that's what's really exciting, what really ramps people up. The thing is, and like you said, with intention, the thing is to hang on to that into February and March. Right. Absolutely. No, I love that. Um, it kind of reminds me of, I won't, I won't spend time going into it, but it reminds me of <clears throat> one of our um, HBA Live episodes, our, our live episodes last year when we talked about sort of that 1%. What does it look like to be 1% better today or this month or this week um, as, as opposed to last, um, 
last year, last month, last week, or yesterday. And I think that is kind of um, a, an interesting concept to consider here as we go into the new year. But, um, you know, all of this is to say that our moderators are posting on a daily basis, certainly according to their point of view or their perspective. Um, we've been introducing those to you slowly over the course of the past week. Um, but also, they're posting in alignment with this idea or topic around New Year, New You. So be looking for that. And if you have ideas for what that means or um, you know what that ignites in your own kind of spirit, we would love for you to share some of those thoughts in the uh, online community as well. But with that, um, just a little bit of housekeeping before we introduce our special guest for today. Um, again, we said that we would be doing this for the next few episodes. We hope that you'll bear with us. Um, the way for more and more um, listeners of the podcast on our various platforms is for you all to subscribe, rate, and review. So we hope that you will do that on your favorite podcast listening platform. And also, if you haven't already, please um, connect with the Facebook group online, a great way to continue the conversation. Uh, following today's episode, there will be an opportunity on Facebook to not only follow the mega thread for this topic, um, but to uh, review the recap and to engage with others on this topic of everyday mindfulness. So if that is of interest to you, if you're interested in any of the links that we talk about or the resources we talk about, there will be um, links to all of that in the mega thread on Facebook. So be looking for that as well. But with that, Angela, I'll turn it over to you um, to introduce us to Holly. Thank you. All right. Well, we have a very special guest today. In fact, um, our guest today is our very first guest on the new HBA podcast. We are so excited to have her, um, Holly Duckworth. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's so fun to know that I get to be the first guest yes. on the show, but you guys have been doing so many shows for so long that... Uh, it's great. It's great to just see you taking this to a new level and launching it out greater into the world. Well, we hope that the podcast is a more consumable way for people to, um, you know, get our content while they're on the treadmill or running errands or taking a long ride to their next appointment. But um, I would love to hear about you, Holly. Um, tell us about you and sort of where you're coming from and how you are connected to mindfulness. Well, it's, it's fun how, you know, we've, we've connected in a lot of social circles around the association world, but my work in mindfulness started five years ago. I have an advanced degree, both in meeting planning, association leadership, and now mindfulness. And um, in 2018, I assumed the ownership of a podcast called The Everyday Mindfulness Show. Uh, but just like your show, it only comes out once a week. And I took that on as a personal challenge to offer a tool to leaders that would be available every day. So I wrote a book called Everyday Mindfulness, From Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World, because mm -hmm. quite frankly, as association leaders, that's what we're doing. And I, and I love this, this early conversation on the show that my, my January theme is back to basics. And that is kind of that new year, new you. Um, we, all, we talk about the weight thing. And mm -hmm. um, I love to play with the double entendre of weight, which is what are you waiting for? W-A-I-T and W-E-I-G-H-T. What's the heaviness that's holding you back? So that's what everyday mindfulness is about. It's that day in, day out, 
two to five minute applied mindfulness practice. People so often think, oh my gosh, Holly, you teach meditation. Well, meditation's great. And for those of you who have 20 minutes to you know, sit on a meditation pillow, by, by all means, go to it. But um, I teach applied mindfulness. So how can we do this in two to five minutes to let go of the waiting and the wait mm. that will allow us to move forward and be our highest and best in 2019 and beyond? That's great. It's a, I love that connection between weight and weight. Um, I think if we, you know, I think if we can, you know, figure out the connections between the two and sort of what's holding us down and, you know, why are we waiting to move forward? I love that. I think it's great. And I think, you know, the two to five minute thing I think is really super important too. Um, you know, people say, just like you said, you know, I don't have hours to meditate or, or do whatever, but gosh, you've got a couple minutes to center yourself and really get present and know what is important, right? Yeah. I mean, this book, this podcast goes live in, in, in January and in mid January. So I was going to just share kind of a little thoughts around mindfulness. So the the book, you, you set your intention each day and intention for me is energy and motion. I know the whole show is powered by intention, but then I give you kind of an inspirational quote and how to like apply that in your life. So ironically, the day the show comes out, the show is, um, my book theme is imagine your life in alignment. And I think we get a little woo-wooed out by sometimes the word mindfulness. What does it mean? There's no, <laughs> but it's, it's that place of alignment with yourself. And the quote is when you are in alignment with your desires of your heart, the things have a way of working out. And, mm. you know, even this show, you guys are changing the format. You started this 50, 50 shows ago and it, it keeps working out and working out and working out. And, you know, this, the, the inspirational thought for the day is where are you experiencing stress and discomfort? Those are the places your life is out of alignment. Yeah. Now this is the time that we can create heaven on earth. Where will you feel ease, joy, and comfort? And I think so many of us, as we look at 2019 are saying, we're going to take ease and joy and comfort. You know, Aaron's reference to tidying up, like let's get rid of the, the weight of the stuff and step up and give ourselves permission to be easeful, joyful, and happy. And that's what I love about this HBA community. I've had the chance to be a member, you know, watching it grow is this is a place where we all support each other in the really awesomeness of that. And sometimes the hard work of it too. Well, it's like really interesting, this show, and not that I want to make it all about um, this Netflix show, because I'm sure Netflix is doing just fine, friends. But, um, you know, the I, what's interesting in, in watching a number of the episodes around this idea or concept around tidying up is um, Marie is really asking um, folks that are on the episodes to take a look around their house and um, to give each thing some weight like we're talking about here in terms of you know pick something up in your hands look at it maybe flip it over and just determine does this thing spark joy in my life is there something about this that really really either makes me happy makes me smile um, presents to me um, a good reminder uh, is it something that will help me move forward in my life in some sort of meaningful way and if yes that's something you should definitely keep and hang on to. And if, if the answer is no, um, it's not just to discard it in a sort of meaningless way, but to really thank this thing for all of the great service it's provided you up until now. 
um, and set it off to the side and maybe give it or pass it along to someone else, whether it's a donation or a friend or whatever it is. But um, it sounds kind of cheesy until you watch a number of these episodes where people are, you know, thanking like their physical things, like thank you for being in my life at a hard time. Um, and you've done your job and I'm ready to sort of move on. And I'm just like, it's such a fascinating thing, whether it's, you know, the physical things in our home, the physical things in our office, whether it's relationships or people that we engage with. Um, it's just, it really is an interesting concept. And, you know, just to tie it back to this idea around weight. I mean, all of these things provide this incredible weight or burden that can cause misalignment in our personal or professional relationships. Um, but if we, if we just approach and kind of think about doing the hard work of deciding whether or not someone or something, um, you know, sparks joy in our lives or not, uh, making some of these tough choices will help us lead an even more improved life. Watching these folks kind of go on this journey, some people have a lot less things to tidy up and some people have a lot more things to tidy up. So, you know, an episode might be 30 days, it might be six days or 90 days, but at the end of it, um, people are connecting with themselves and one another so much better than when they started and such a fascinating transformation to watch. And I'm sure you've had some opportunity, Holly, to see transformation in people as they develop this habit of mindfulness. And I would just love for you to uh, maybe talk a little bit about that and what, what is the transformation that folks listening can um, experience if they go through this process or journey of mindfulness? Well, that's, that's so great, Aaron, that you would ask that because I, I, I almost want to go back one more step even, which mm -hmm. is let's revisit what is the definition of mindfulness. I think I come across a lot of skeptics in my work in keynote speaking, coaching, mm -hmm. consulting, and mindfulness as I define it is the practice of being present in the moment that is the, the most widely recognized definition by John Kabat-Zinn, the founder of the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Institute. And so people who choose to step into this lifestyle, just as people who choose to step into this health by association lifestyle, mm -hmm. get to define mindfulness for them and live from that place and lead from that place. So I have the privilege of walking CEOs, meeting professionals, executive directors through this process personally and professionally. And it's quite fun because they're attracted to me often for business or leadership executive coaching. And we start from that place. But then what we realize is there's only one us. And, and that one person that shows up at the office is the same person who shows up at home with your children, with your dog and all of these things. So um, I love what you're talking about with um, feeling into your stuff that we are conditioned as a society to not feel, have the adult beverage, have the food, have mm -hmm. the ex you know, run, run, run. And that's where some of my clients really lean on me mm -hmm. to be a presence, help, to help them practice being present in the moment without the judgment and then get to explore, is this a belief that I want? Is this a thought that I want? Because I believe in the work that I do. Um, everything is twice created. It's once created in your mind and then once created in form. So if, 
you know, my work helps individuals create that in their life. And then associations or corporations, I work with the collective group to say, what are we creating in our thoughts? You know, associations are famous for this. Oh my gosh, we're a nonprofit. We're a nonprofit. We don't have money. We're a nonprofit. Well, they create more of that. And yet, if we believe we're in a feeling universe, we get to feel into that. Where did that belief come from individually or as a collective? And then how do we create a new belief that seeds a new future for the individuals in that organization and then certainly for the organization in, in a greater way. So um, I have story after story of, you know, meeting professionals. They come to me, oh my gosh, I'm stressed out, I'm overwhelmed. And we reward stress out and overwhelm. And then they choose to live a new life and we break it down for them and they're able to say, the yes to the things that matter and the no to the things that don't matter and start to see their life transform just as, uh, you know, today's quote that comes in the book. It's, it's that place of, of alignment. Well, and, you know, it, I was struck by your conversation around stress. You know, uh, you know, if we're talking directly to meeting planners, we're talking about a profession that repeatedly falls on the top 10 list of most stressful mm -hmm. jobs Um and, and so, you know, whether we're talking about meeting planners or CEOs or, or association professionals or anyone else for that matter, we all have stress in our lives. We're all, you know, whether we, you know, um, stay at home and take care of kids, whether we have a job, whether we're balancing the two of those things, um, whether we're starting a new venture, um, you know, whatever it is, we, we have stress. And so... It, I think it is important to figure out how to minimize that stress. Actually, um, one of our upcoming episodes, we'll be talking about self-care. And the interesting thing that I learned in preparing for the episode was how, um, how the systems in our body, um, re so the nervous system specifically responds to stress in a really interesting way, um, sometimes in a way that we don't even realize that, it, you know, it can um, spark changes in our mood, our behavior, our adrenaline, um, which may be subconscious, uh, but all, you know, tied back to stress. And so it is about, I guess, how to uh, proactively um, consider the stressors in our life and be mindful of the reactions and the approaches we're going to take. I think so often we think that our reactions to stress are uncontrollable, but really, yeah. you know, that maybe that yeah. is the nervous system response. But in terms of our outward behavior, we have control over all of those things. It's about taking the beat and responding in a way that, that seems most appropriate or is most appropriate in that moment. Right, right. Well, I, I'm definitely mindful of time, but I think here's a place that I can kind of maybe give a, a little tool that people can think about, you know, again, applied mindfulness. This isn't just go sit on your meditation pillow, but <laughs> what do you do when you have that, that trigger? What do you do before, during, and after the trigger? And, you know, I'll use an, an, an association example. You know, we all sit there and we get that call from the member that we love that's complaining about, you know, they, they had a bad lunch or they didn't like the speaker or their membership dues are too much and you've got to call them back. Like, how are you mindfully centered in that moment? And so I have an activity, I say it's the ABC, affirm the good you know, breathe in and center before you pick up that call. If you go into that call going, oh my God, uh, you know, like what you visualize, you actualize. So I teach executives, okay, affirm the good. I know that when Mary calls, you know, we're meeting from a place of, you know, good in community, affirm the good. Mary's a good person. I'm a good person. We're going to come up with a good solution. Breathe in, breathe out, center, like feel your energy. I'll come into your, you know, into the center of your body and then pick up that phone call versus, 
dash, dash, mad, mad, calling from the car, that kind of thing. Sometimes these applied mindfulness practices can help leaders to center in the moment and create because they visualize a good response. They've heard a good response from Mary before they even create it. They'll be surprised how these are my like secret ninja mindfulness tools that will create even before they pick up that phone. Well, and I love that. You know, one of the things that I think is so important and I've been trying to practice even more and more over the past year is um, this idea of being busy. So it's easy because we're so busy to just pick up the phone because they're on the line and you just want to take care of it or, you know, it's, you know, it's, that's the thing standing in between you and your next thing or you and your next meeting or phone call or email or project or lunch or whatever it is. And one of the things that I've realized is that Yes, all of these things are, are likely important, but also they fall along an importance continuum. Mm -hmm. that not everything is the same level of importance, and sometimes things can just wait till the next day or an hour or a half an hour or a minute. Um, and just, I, I love that, it, to just breathe and take time to prepare for the call and be mindful about how you're going into it. Um, because we don't have to rush from one thing to the next. We control how we manage our lives and our schedule. And although, you know, although some people who's, who are listening might have their BS radar go off because they think that, that somebody else controls their day, their life, their schedule, I just, I don't, I don't believe that anymore. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I did at the end of 2018 was I took my work email off of my phone. So um, when I'm traveling, when I'm driving, when I'm, you know, it doesn't matter during the workday or outside of the workday or on the weekend, I don't get work emails on my phone any longer. And that has brought me an incredible amount of joy because I, it's easier for me now to set aside work time or after work time or weekend time to, to do and to manage email. But now email doesn't manage me. Um, it's the other way around. And so for me, that was one tip that really changed my approach to feeling like I was so busy or that I was beholden to this thing called email. And so I'm sure that there are countless other of those examples that we could talk about that would help people think about, um, uh, their work, but I would just encourage listeners to think about what is what is that thing that is putting so much pressure on you either during your work day or in your personal life, and what is the tweak or change or mindful uh, approach that you could take that would improve that stress that stressor in your life uh, because I think that it is manageable and that it 's not so overwhelming or it doesn 't have to be. And your words are creative. So if you're saying, I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed, like people know, like if you come into my zone, you don't want to say that S word, stress, because I'm going to invite you to pick a different word that is <laughs> that which, which is that which you really want. And so um, often I'll use that same letter. Okay, cool. Like, you do you want stress? Is that what you want? And then they look at me like, well, no, of course I don't. I go, well, then pick another word with S that is what you want and start affirming that or speaking yeah. that. And, and often they'll say success. Okay, well then start, oh. I am success. I am success. I am success. And then there's like a centeredness. They go, wait a minute. Different like, I don't energy. Have to, 
I don't have to be all zippy, zippy, round, round, you know, blah, blah, blah. I can state that, which is that what I really, I, I am successful. You know, the book, Chaos to Calm, people tell me all the time, oh my gosh, our world is so chaotic. It's so chaotic. Okay, well then pick another C word that yeah. you want to have in your life. Okay, well, I want to be creative because it is done unto you as you believe. And if you believe email stresses you out, then you're creating more email and more stress. If you believe mm -hmm. that email is a place for work, that you're successful and you can manage it easily, like you just said, Aaron, you, you recreated a system that allows you to do that. And that's, you know, mindfulness, the practice of being present in the moment with non-judgment. Don't go into this downward spiral of, oh my gosh, I'm creating stress and more stress and more stress and right. more stress. Just honor, okay, this is where I've been. New year, new year. Okay, new you. This is where I've been. I'm going to make a new choice. And yes. that choice happens every single day. And that's why the book is Everyday Mindfulness. It's every minute of every second of every day and forgiving yourself when you fall off. You know, I mean, this show is going to come out. It's going to be, you know, mid-January. Some of us are still on our word of the year or our intention. Some of us aren't. Love yourself where you are. Honor it. Is that still my word? Is that my still, still my goal? If so, then breathe in, breathe out, affirm the good of what you've done so far and move into it. If it's not, forgive yourself and pick a new word, pick a new chapter. I mean, it's January, you guys. We're going we're gonna to do this all together. Let go of the weight and the weight and have the life that you dreamed of mindfully. I love that so much. Angela, I'm coming to you in a second because I know that you have um, some questions queued up here too. But two things I want to lift, lift up from what Holly just said. The first is systems. I think that Holly, you and I both have studied um, systems and organizations extensively. And I don't know about you, but one of my firm beliefs is in the workplace, if there is something that feels broken, one of the first places that I like to look is the system. What is the system that underpins the failure or the misalignment to figure out if the system is broken in some way or could be changed in some way to better support the individual? I try to give the individual the benefit of the doubt. Um, if the system is, is fine or is successful, then I like to go to the individual to figure out what's going on there. But I really I, I like this idea of looking at or thinking about the systems that underpin our stressors to figure out if there's a tweak or change that we can make and and be it seems it's the buzzword of the show and I like don't mean to overuse it but it is about mindfully making a change to the system if it's needed and and forgiving yourself of um, stumbles that might happen in changing the system because the system has become a habit and habits are hard to um, to deconstruct and then to reconstruct. And so give yourself some grace and forgiveness as you not only explore the system, but, but as you examine ways to maybe deconstruct and reconstruct a, a, a healthier habit. Um, so that was one thing. But the other thing that I was curious of, Holly, is this, I, I mentioned it already, but this word, this buzzword, I'm busy, we're busy, the organization is busy, the meeting planner is busy. Um, have you run into, I didn't want to put you on the spot, but have you run into any sort of affirming word to replace the word busy? Well, you have you have the the first book I did in, in 2018. That's the the mindful yep. leadership book, which is a a little practice for every letter of the alphabet. And so that's why I often go back to the letters of the alphabet. So you know, B. Uh, you know, let's let's go to B. Believe. You know, is believing in busy the belief I want to have? Belief. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe mm -hmm. 
but the vision of my association, I believe the vision of my life can come through true. So when you, you have to mindfully pause, thank the person for saying you're busy and then ask them, you know, is this really what you want to believe? And then mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, I, I say, you know, let's lead with love. I mean, the most powerful thing we can do is, is lead with love. And in association, sometimes we do that and it just stops people in their tracks. They don't know what to do with that. <laughs> so, you know, in all of those systems, and that's why Aaron, your, yours work and my work complement each other so well is it, it is that system, but it's the underlying belief under the system. And when I was doing pure association consulting, I'd go in and say, why do you do it this way? Why do you do it this way? Why do you do this? Well, that's because the way we always do it. Oh that's gosh, we, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You know, get under the iceberg, get under the iceberg. And I cannot tell you how many times I'd find out that five years before Mary Jo moved the meeting from Tuesday to Thursday. And so it's been Thursday for the last 200 years, but the, the, the declining attendance didn't matter. And then once we uncover the belief, we can go, does that serve us? Does it not serve us? And so, you know, so busy can become belief and believe in something higher, higher and better, but it takes us all to give permission to say, we're, we're not going to be that association that rewards busy. I used to have, you know, jars and anytime somebody would say busy or overwhelmed or stressed, they had to, you know, put mm-hmm. a quarter in the quarter in the jar and it became sort of this funny thing and the money went to charity at the end of the year. <laughs> I, love that. But I, I think that's super effective though, because I think that is a word that we just go to. I'm stressed. I'm busy. I'm this, I'm that. And yes, when we speak those words, they tend to become the truth when in fact, we do, have, we do have control over that, and that's our response to a cue, right? That's what habits all are. A habit is your response to a cue, a trigger. And Holly, you mentioned it earlier. You said, you know, when, when this thing happens, I go to drink. I go to the cupboard. I go to whatever. And it may not be the most healthy response to the thing that took you there, you know, if we can put that pause in, if we can take that breath and make those affirmations and say, no, I'm a good person. I deserve, I deserve to feel good. I deserve, you know, even if it's just that much, you know, I deserve to feel good today. I know I'm going to feel like garbage if I drink this half a bottle of wine. (laughs) You know, how powerful is that when you, when you do it once and then that becomes your habit when you pause and you move forward and, and you break that bad habit and replace it with a better one. I love that so much. Well, and I think thanking yourself too. Mm. Thank yourself for the pause and the awareness. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, huh, I'm saying I'm, there's that busy word again. There's that yeah. busy word, word again. And I, I know we're, we're close on time, but you know, another one is just, there's one place on the planet that we can all go that nobody can tell us we can't really go. And that's the ladies room or the men's room, the restroom. And so sometimes like giving yourself permission to go step away to the restroom and then put that stress, that belief, that thing that isn't serving you in your hands, like visualize the stress and then wash your hands and wash it and see it disappearing down the sink. Nobody has to know you're doing this, but it's a great technique to break the habit, forgive yourself, release it, let it go, and then go back to the meeting or the phone call. That's great. Um, Holly, will you spend um, just a moment or two talking about the importance of journaling as a part of our sort of everyday mindfulness journey. Um, what does that, what significance does that hold to, for you? Well, um, when it comes to any mindfulness practice, I want my clients and my associations to find the tool that works for them and, and honor that. So 
um, for some people it's writing, it's walking, it's journaling, it's meditation. It, you know, it could be a variety of things. And I think journaling can be one people go, Oh, I, I, I write too much. I write too little. I do this. I do that. I mean, I'm the author of three books, but, uh, you know, in everyday mindfulness from chaos to calm in a crazy world in the book, I just invite people to pick a word of the day. What's their, what's that intention they're going to center their day on? It's going to be joy. It's going to be happiness. It's going to be peace. So journaling can be a vibrant part of a practice, but it doesn't find the practice that works for you. It might be picking a word. It might be five sentences. It might be setting a clock for two minutes. Some people journaling might be coloring. I, I think it's about you connecting to your own inner wisdom and getting it out of you some way. And it, oftentimes I, I've kind of been using this technique a lot with clients. I call it angel letters. You know, if you've got, you know, write a letter to yourself affirming what it is that you want to have that particular day. You know, I recognize that today is a whole new beginning. It's a whole new month of possibilities. And as a declaration of that today, I know I'm going to eat healthy and have great meetings and give yourself gratitude for that and let it go. Shred it. You know, find that place of peace that that works for you and invite your your leadership teams to do it as well. But if they don't want to, don't don't judge that as good or bad. I find um, that approach to journaling, giving some freedom and flexibility rather than it has to be five minutes with a pen writing, mm-hmm. um, invites people to their own heart practice and feeling again, and they get more out of it. And there is a lot of research around um, kind of what you're talking about, whether it's um, journaling in terms of sentence or sentences or drawing or doodling or even choosing a word or two um, of gratitude. There is a lot of research around that connected to um, the impact that it has on your day. Um, and so I would, I would I highly suggest some of you, I think, know that um, one of my goals for 2019 is to journal every day, whether it's a little or a lot. I just want to write something down um, every single day. Um, and it is, it's incredible. I've been doing this now for two weeks. It is just incredibly surprising what a, what a profound impact it has, even especially when I think you're having a bad day or something hasn't gone quite right. Because I can either look at what I wrote that morning of the things I'm grateful for, or I can look back on the pages from like the previous days and say, there's also a lot of good things happening yeah. that I want to be thankful and grateful for and that are also an, equal, an equally important part of our lives. I think that oftentimes, whether we um, get hung up on the worst case scenario or whether we imagine the worst case scenario, that can have a really s- stressful impact on our day, whether it's real or perceived. And so taking an opportunity to connect back to reality, I think is really an important part of mindfulness. I think that you kind of shared that in terms of the actual definition, Uh, but something that can um, connect back or uh, make a connection to your life, your experience, um, things that you're grateful for, um, it can have an incredibly centering effect, I think, on people's days, particularly when they feel stressed or busy and need that sort of dose of reality. Sometimes they can get that from other folks, but sometimes they need to give it to themselves. Well, I I, I smiled when you said that I'm the, the first guest and, and, and the number one, because I, I've studied you know, numerology and essential oils and astrology and horoscopes. And, uh, and I would, you know, working with your concept of journaling, for me, it's not about the output of journaling so much as it is about connecting to that oneness within, that, that one energy, that one love, that one presence that connects us all together. It doesn't matter 
you know, race, state, geography, thoughts, beliefs, actions, you know, we're all connected to the seasons of winter, spring, summer, fall, this good force of source of love that connects us all together. And so I, you know, I, I love that I get to be the first and on one because the numerology of one is about that connection of oneness. And as, as we each create mindfully our, our new year and our new year, it's, it's us connecting to the oneness of ourselves. What's our passion and our purpose and sharing that with the world in the medium that works for us. I love that. Um, I know that we are um, just about at time. Angela, would you like to, is there, are there any other burning questions that you had that you want to ask Holly before we wind down? No, I just love, I was going to say, um, I've been doing some gratitude journaling at the end of every day. I started October 1st and it was supposed to be a 90 day challenge. And now I just don't see it as um, ending now. So I bought a nice big book that I can fit all of 2019 in. And so I've been writing 10 things and, and it just, it does, it, it just helps you focus on, on the good rather than this crappy thing happened and that crappy thing happened. And, and you can easily downward spiral into that, which then might send me to my liquor cupboard or to my, you know, to a bag of Doritos or whatever. And I know that's not the healthiest thing for me. So by flipping that around and I, I really, I, it has really made such a difference. Um, it's sort of unbelievable and it's so simple. So I love that, um, you know, we've been able to get a few simple tools, um, you know, that we can go ahead and, and put into practice. I, th I think there's, there's quite a good list here going with the, with the affirmation and the, just the breath of, you know, like stop or just thank you for going there, but let's, you know, let's refocus or, you know, I think, I think there's been um, a lot of good here. So thank you so much for, for sharing all of that with us. Holly, is there any um, sort of burning uh, tips, tricks, or ideas that you wanted to share with us before we wind down? You know, it's just been a pleasure to be on the show. And I, I really want to honor all the listeners for making this commitment to themselves and, and to mindfulness. And we're going to um, give a sample of my book away in the show notes. You can, you know, drop into the link if this work supports you and you're looking for a tool that, you know, can give you a, a quote and inspiration and an ability to do a little journaling each day. Um, I'm happy to provide that as a resource for everyone listening to the show. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thanks. Angela, I'll kick it over to you um, to do some of our wind down and then I'll bring us home. Very good. So Holly, um, our listeners would probably love to know where they can find you, a uh, website, where we can buy your books or listen to the podcast that you mentioned. Can you give us a few uh, particulars on how to get in touch with you? You know, I'm easy to find, um, hollyduckworth.com, H-O-L-L-Y. D-U-C-K-W-O-R-T-H.com. Um, my podcast is the Everyday Mindfulness Show and um, lots of easy, great tools and resources at either one of those um, or drop me an email, holly at hollyduckworth.com. Great. Thank you so much. Awesome. And I'll just mention, um, I know we didn't spend a ton of time talking about it today, but you also wrote in 2018, Mindful Leadership, the A to Z guide for stress-free leadership. Um, and on each page, there's um, a great sort of um, letter and word reflected with um, a little story and journal practice as well. I found them to be incredibly um, quick and easy kind of mindful um, techniques to share myself, but also to kind of mention and share with my team. Um, so I found that to be an incredibly great resource as well. And it's a quick and easy read. It's kind of like a, a great pocket guide to just have 
uh, on top of your desk when you when you need that moment to sort of think or reflect. Sometimes that this idea around mindfulness is challenging for us because we don't know what to do or what to think or what to explore. And I think that this gives um, 26 like really great quick tips on, on how to apply mindfulness to um, not only ourselves, but our leadership practices with our team members. So um, definitely check that out if you haven't already. Um, Want to mention again, um, subscribe, rate, review the podcast on your favorite uh, podcast platform. Uh, also, we have HVA Live archived videos on our video channel if you're interested in more Healthy by Association. But uh, with that, I'm going to wind us down for today. As you all know, Healthy by Association on the podcast is powered by intention, and we hope that you'll power your week ahead with intention. Every Monday is a new day to hit the reset button. And so we hope that in this one moment, you will set an intention for the week ahead. Whether it's something around everyday mindfulness and the application of mindfulness within your work, uh, or your home life, or whether it's something else related to your personal health and wellness journey. We just hope that you'll choose one thing to be intentional about, mindful about over the week ahead, um, and, and spend five days really working on that. Uh, we have the Healthy by Association Facebook community to support your successes and struggles along the way, and we do hope that you'll share and engage there. Um, but with that, we want to thank you for joining us on today's episode. We hope that you are listening and enjoying the other episodes as well. And we have uh, a number of great episodes coming up for the balance of January. So stay tuned for all of those as well. In the meantime, thank you for joining us. We hope you have a great day and a great week. And um, we'll see you next time on Healthy by Association. Thank you for listening to the Healthy by Association podcast. For links and other resources, please see our show notes. Also, request to join our Facebook community at Healthy by Association. You can subscribe to the HBA podcast through various platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM. Don't forget to rate and review, and be sure to power your week with intention. Thanks for listening.